Cheers. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk here on a Thursday evening. We are live. My name is James Haskell. If you don't already know, this is my co-host, Glenn Martin, and, of course, DK is in the background. We are excited to be here this evening uh, to talk Ravens. Of course, camp is here. Things are happening. Bullets are flying. Hey. These guys are out here running around. You can't use that analogy in this city. What's the matter with you? You know what I mean. <laughs> What's the matter with you, I'm dude? starting too early. We're like 27 seconds into the show, and I've already stuck my foot in my mouth. Welcome to my entire day, ladies and gentlemen. I just have a hey. chronic foot-in-mouth <laughs> issue today. So, uh, hey. yeah, it is what it is. But how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm excited. I mean... Seeing the guys on the field, hearing from them after practice, uh, it gets me excited, man. Seeing the kid, hearing the kids just go absolutely nuts. I, I can't wait to have my son out there, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, it's right around the corner. Although I will say, judging by the heat today, I, I mean, I gotta tell you, Saturday's practice, y'all better bring your sunscreen because it's supposed to be high nineties. It's it, it's not in the evening like it's been all these years. They've now moved it to the afternoon. So, uh, man, got to be ready. Yeah, absolutely, dude. The Sean Pisker's in here, man. It's been What's a minute. Going, Sean, how you been? been too yeah, I long. Thought, I thought you defected, man. Yeah. We, What's we going glad, on, Walter? Glad, What's going on, Jackson? Yeah, we're glad to see you. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure. Saturday is gonna be a hot one, and like Marlon said today, it makes it separates the men from the boys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with it. There's only one thing you can do, Glenn. You just got to live in it and enjoy the pain. Well, the good thing is, like, your body always feels good in that. Like, it, it, in my opinion, like, whenever I'm in that heat, like, there's no joint pain. There's no – all that feels good. It's just it's just hot as a as a son of a gun. But the big thing is, as long as those guys are staying hydrated, which I'm sure the staff does a good job uh, mm-hmm. of making sure that happens, then, then they're going to be fine. I'm more worried about myself, selfishly, you know, because sure. uh, you know, I'm going to be sitting in that direct sunlight – and I don't know if you can tell on the camera here, but your boy's got freckles. He's fair skinned. I will roast quickly. So I'm not putting on one layer of sunscreen. Oh, you, you, you got to double down when you're this fair skinned, okay? Because oh, I don't want to mess with sun poison. Glenn's going to have the beak just all. all not even rubbed up. in, just yeah. painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to take a roller out there. Dude, Gilla Glenn's back in full force. Bucket hat. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm out there. That's all. Well, make sure you guys come find us. Of course, like Glenn said, we're going to be on Saturday. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, if you're going to be there, I'd love to meet up with you and just grab yeah. a picture or, or whatever the case may be. Um, love to see you guys. And, uh, of course, always really excited to to hang out and and, uh, and chat with you. So if you're going to be there, let us know. Uh, but let's start a little bit with um, – I mean, there's not a ton of injury updates. It's really about – I just want to make one distinction is really all I want to do. One thing about Ty Spouser I learned today is he's not on PUP. And I, I erroneously mentioned on our Tuesday show that he was. He's on, he's on the NFI list, so the not, non-football-related injury list. Uh, so this is for an injury that, uh, that occurs outside of practice. Uh, so this doesn't mean that he was playing basketball or on a jet ski or something. He could have been working out mm-hmm. just outside of the facility, and something could have happened. Um, but if, if, as far as I understand, it also designates him to come back. Like, there's no you know uh, rigid timetable behind when he can return. Um, yeah, so, it just kind of makes you curious when you see all the yeah. stuff going on in Buffalo. Naheem Hines is, is right now in, in, a, in somewhat of a battle to see what type of uh, you know income he's going to have this season. Yeah. He got hit by some amateur jet skier, apparently, and, and, and messed up one of his legs. And 
And now the the Bills are saying, well, we're not going to give you two and a half million dollars if if you didn't get hurt doing anything football related. And he's going, right. and he's going, wait, I mean, accidents happen, you know. He's so it's kind of they're in a in a weird spot. And so I hope that you know at, at the very least that there's no like uh, if there is an issue like that where maybe he wasn't training, maybe he was doing something recreational. Who knows? I just don't want to see it be on the headlines like I've seen Buffalo, where now the Ravens and Tyus Bowser are pitted against each other yeah. and they're fighting over a couple dollars. But it looks like this isn't nearly as serious as what Naheem Hines is going, who's yeah. going to lose this entire season. Yeah, I would agree. And the fact that he already shown up in there, like he's probably in the meetings and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good sign. But uh, somebody already brought it up, Glenn. Maybe we should skip right to it. We were going to kind of wait till a little longer, but DK's got the video loaded. Do you want to go right yeah. to the borough? situation it, man. Talk to yeah about it. yeah i mean I, I first saw the clip and you guys are going to see it here you know the scary thing about any of these is that it, as you can see as he rolls out no one's in the picture complete non-contact he pulls up interesting he already has a sleeve on that calf. yeah i noticed that too uh they're calling it right now a calf strain and that looks to be you know what he's grasping at but Either way, this guy's going to miss practice time. He's good. He, they're already saying he's not going to play in the preseason, which he may not have had, even if this injury hadn't occurred. But at the very least, this is going to limit. This is going to limit how much work he's going to get with his guys. He might not play a snap in in on the practice field in training camp either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is cra- like to me. If it's a calf, I'm surprised to take him out on a on a cart. If it's just a, I don't know. To me, I, I think if this is this is really a precautionary measure. And yeah. anytime you hear calf, of course, you immediately think of the Achilles because, uh, you know, of the the proximity there. And so I'm no doctor, but certainly being around, uh, watching sports enough, you know that, you know, they they like to disguise a, an Achilles strain as a calf. Remember how long uh, Jimmy Smith was dealing with a calf mm-hmm. until I think it was like the the second or last game of the season or whatever that was when I finally went. Uh, and there was Richard his... Sherman was the same way. He yeah. milked a, a calf all year, yeah. and then he knew it right away. He said, yeah, it popped. Boom. Yeah. You know, it's just – Kevin Durant, just... I think, went with the same thing where it was yeah. started as a calf. So you just wonder if it's truly a calf because that, that Achilles goes right up that calf. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that thing is a rubber band. So, you know, it takes a long time to – to heal uh it's not one of those things that's just like oh let me rest for a week and and call it good you really want to make sure that things healed up so yeah that's a tough one for them to a tough pill for them to swallow uh it's gonna be really interesting to see how they adapt honestly i don't even know who their backup is well it's just like you know tom moore said it doesn't it doesn't really matter who anybody's backup is unless it's only for a game or two because if it's yeah. a long period of time you're screwed. I mean, it's just how it is in the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, which I know makes DK absolutely crazy about today's NFL, that if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. And right. so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, I know DK says, what about all those, those, uh, those season ticket holders? Yeah. I mean, imagine buying season tickets. It's just like those people, you know, when, when, um, when Messi announced he's going to Milan or in, yeah. uh, Miami, he go. Everyone rushes out. The ticket price is hiked. What if? What if in that first game that you know something happened to Messi? All that money everybody just kicked in is now you know down the drain. So, yeah, injuries are tough. But I, I think he'll ultimately be be out there. But it, it's no doubt that the Ravens are going to be benefited in their Week Two matchup at the very least because there's going to be some rust. You're not worried about Trevor Simeon? 
Oh my goodness! No, I tell you what though, he's not the worst backup. No, he's not. At least he's got some experience. Yeah, he's, yeah, you're right. They tried to roll with him in Denver for a while, you know, and tried to prop him up. That didn't work out super well. But uh, yeah, I agree with you, Glenn. I mean, week two is going to be much more favorable. Ultimately, though, uh, to DK's uh, pleasure, it is still an NFL team, right? Like this is still a team that a will have to play, team. right? Playing take seriously. They just extended Hendrickson today. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm happy about because I'm excited to see Ronnie Stanley fully healthy, get the best of that guy. Oh, yeah. uh, and I know Ronnie's uh, chomping at the bit because he's talked a lot of smack to Ronnie in his days. So uh, Sean Pisker says, sorry, it had been so long since I was here. No worries, man. Uh, physical therapy on the knee. Hope that's going well. And going back to work has been crazy. So excited for the season. Yeah, man. No, we, we realize everyone's super busy and appreciate anybody that's willing to spend a minute uh with us and hang out with us so we're super grateful for it thank you sean we're excited for the season as well mm-hmm. cannot wait man the the city is a buzz oh it uh, absolutely is i mean this is it's uh as hot as it is that's how high the excitement level is i think it's it's definitely pushing 100 uh but also so make a quick notice who's practicing who's not yeah still- yeah Really not a big change. The only real change is that now Makai Polk, who's recently claimed by the Ravens, is at practice and participating. Oh, where, cool. Uh, he was not yesterday, but um, still Rashad Bateman. Uh, still no Rashad Bateman, no J.K. Dobbins, no Pat Ricard, uh, and we we just spoke of uh, Tyus Bowser. So not a not a big change, uh, but I I, uh, I still I heard John talk, call when he was asked about the the JK absence <laughs> and he called it a complicated situation. Jim. Yeah, he said I wish it were that simple. If they asked if it was related, you know, hundred percent related to the well, if it was related to the knee, I wish it were that simple. You know, it's pretty clear what's going on here. He's in every meeting. Yeah, but it looks like it. Those reports of him possibly doing a hold in. Looking pretty accurate right now, Jimbo, because I don't think it's knee-related. I think it's it's strictly contract. Yeah, he is not pulling a Saquon Barkley as of now and uh, putting the old, you know, putting the old uh, strike sign down and walking across the picket line and, uh, and joining the crew. Not right now. It doesn't seem like it. I just – we've talked about this a lot. I just – I don't know what cards J.K. has to play. Yeah, exactly. That's I just his problem. Don't, I, yeah, I, I don't see what they are. I think even I, the running backs with cards ain't, aren't right. getting favorable. Hey, right. you know I mean, they're Saquon, Saquon Barkley was the tip of the spear. He was their whole offense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Ravens are going to be. I love. I love J.K., but the Ravens will be fine without J.K. Dobbins. Well, the Giants also, would be a, in my opinion, would be a much different football team in their makeup if it weren't for Saquon Barkley. So different scenarios, and so if mm-hmm. Barkley walks across the line, kind of kills your whole argument. Yeah, and and also, by the way, it doesn't hurt the Ravens that <clears throat> that Gus Edwards was completely healthy and yeah. had a full go on day one of practice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's James Lee Wiley says, "I hope Burrow's all right. We want to beat a fully healthy Bengal team, absolutely, because yeah, I don't no want excuses. any built-in excuses." Yeah, that's right. I don't want to hear, "Well, he was this, he was that." No, no, because you know the, the the Bengals didn't feel sorry for the Ravens when Tyler Huntley was at quarterback. Yeah, so. I, I didn't hear any of that. <clears throat> no, I want to beat them. I want to beat them full strength. That way, there's no well, what ifs and coulda, shouldas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you there. Uh oh, the other thing I want to talk about too is yeah, a couple other things in the presser. John talked about J.K., but it was cool to see John. You know, uh, in the past few days, John talked about Odell. So I want to talk a little bit about you know Odell. He said he's looking really good. I think a presser mentioned it, but Odell, I think this is the, the the biggest I've ever seen him 
like from a strength perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks uh, substantially larger than he has in the past. Uh, and uh, he looks good, man. There's been some clips out there. I saw Cordell put a, you know, did a retweeted a slow-mo of a pass from Lamar to, to, to Odell and said the slow-mo kind of does it injustice. It looked so nice in person or not yeah. in person in uh, full speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, have your, I feel like people are all over the place when it comes to expectations for Odell. Have your ex- expectations for him from the day we signed him to today, have they changed it all for you now that, you know, we've seen this progression. He started to in, 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 integrate himself more into this offense and things. Have your expectations for what this season will look like for him changed? They have, and it could just be because I'm such a big fan, but I right. also, I, 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 everything we're seeing, it looks like he's in fantastic shape. You know, his yeah. mindset seems to be that he wants to have a fantastic season. He wants to, you know, earn hopefully a, a, a long-term contract next season, whether that's here or elsewhere. And the only way you do that is if you perform on the field, you show you can stay healthy. Uh, and what I what I think is is most exciting is that it seems like, you know, we always hear about how the Ravens culture is different, how it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more fun to play here than it is to most places. And he talked about that. You know, he talked about this is a special place. You know, he talked about having his kid, his, I think he only has one son. Is that yeah. correct? Having his son there with him, having other family members there with him and how it's, it's just a different feeling in, in this place. So I'm hopeful that he turns a big season into a contract extension here and not elsewhere. But either way, I think he's primed for a big, big season. He talked about the comfortability that he sees Todd Munkin has as opposed to when he saw him last in Cleveland. And he was kind of tiptoeing around. He didn't want to, like, bash Cleveland. Yeah. But he was basically saying, we weren't comfortable there. And now we're really comfortable. And so I think that make that makes a big difference. I think that matters to the production on the field. And so, yeah, man, he's set for a big, big year. I just I, I temper my expectations because only because I don't want to get hurt, Jimbo. I don't yeah. want to be so excited and then, you know, see something something bad happen on the field. Yeah, it's always a hold your breath moment, right? Um, and I think it will continue to 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 be that way because I mean he got injured in the big dance, you know, in the last game of the possible game that you can play and so but i'm willing to take that risk glenn I'm willing yeah. to risk my heart and just go all in go all in i'm 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 not a warm i'm a hot or cold type of guy so look let's just let's just put all the cards in it's better to have loved and lost than that's to right. have not loved at all that's right <laughs> try it remember that's what uh tommy lee he looks at wilson he goes try it and he walks away <laughs> Dude, really it ain't quick, easy to lose. Really, really quick side note. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Mike and Molly. His sidekick, uh, Carl, is his partner. Mm-hmm. He's he uh, the the waiter at the restaurant always makes fun of him because he like is really needy and and, and gets really attached to girls, so he like, calls him a lot. And he's like, It's better to have been blocked than to have not called at all. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that's it. Uh, that's crazy. But ultimately, I'm excited that Odell just seems happy and at peace and he seems to have like followed his heart here all those things make a big difference uh he's like you said he seems to be enjoying the culture it's funny because we have said things i think it's fair to say glenn there have been moments where we're like yeah we don't want that on our team because at that point in life i think he was a different person than who he is now yeah we all grow change adapt and have different life stages man i think it's just a perfect marriage at this point 
I think, you know, with, with the clout of Lamar Jackson, it gives Odell room to be him. And even though he's a huge star, like from a social media standpoint and things like that, I still believe that Lamar Jackson is the biggest star on the team. And that allows Odell to just kind of flourish as him and not have the sole spotlight on him. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, because a lot of this, the instances in his past, he hasn't had that stud quarterback. Right. You know, he played with Baker Mayfield. You know, he, it's not like it's not like he, uh, you know, was was necessarily out there with, um, you know, the top echelon of quarterbacks. Yeah. And now he's got a guy who can challenge his star power. I, I'm interested to see when I go to camp and the, the, the kids' autograph lines form, who has the bigger crowd? Oh, it's going to be Odell, though. You still think it's Odell? Even here. Mm-hmm. Even all that Lamar has built here. It's because of the social media stuff. Maybe, but maybe that's else. I just, I don't know if that will be the case here in Baltimore. So I'll be interested to see, but either way, I'll be hopeful that my son can get uh, an autograph from both of them, ideally, but uh, turn around and sell that joint, Nuck. Next, this time he's bringing some muscle. He's bringing a friend (laughs) because it gets, dude, they let up to, I think up to 14. Oh boy. You know, there's some big 14 years, 14 year olds out there. My son's nine, you know, he's got, Sometimes it can be a little rough getting to the front of that autograph line, but uh, he's bringing a little muscle with him this time uh, and his buddy across the street. Dude, so, link uh, up, man. They got to just maybe feel that. <laughs> and he's tough, bro. So hopefully they can kind of uh, get right to the front because it isn't easy with those guys. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, the stars are aligned. Yeah. Both, both the franchise and the player are just kind of hit, hitting together at the right time. Sean says, side note, super pumped about Zay. I really think Zay has the potential to be our best drafted receiver love the dude's energy and work ethic you know i was telling them before the show every he's my he's got to be my favorite raven i mean he's already skyrocketing dude you know what it kind of reminds me of when i had you know when i was in when i was younger i had an sti super sti if anyone's unfamiliar it's a it's a way too fast car to be on the road yeah and i always said the reason i got you know i got a couple speeding tickets and i always said that car wanted to go fast. It was harder to drive it slow than it was to drive it yeah, fast. Yeah, it's not comfortable. It doesn't no. feel right. None of it. It wants to go. And I, when I watch Zay, he wants to smile like that car wants to go. He's trying to hold back a smile. The whole, when reporters are asking him questions, he's, he's trying to hold it back because he just loves ball. He loves being there so much. He can't wipe the smile off his face. It is so, I mean, he's so fun to watch. He loves the grind of it. He's not a guy who's getting, oh, man, this is, he said, now this shocked me, Jimbo. Did you hear today? He said that when asked about the difference in practice from college to pro, Mm -hmm. he said it felt a little easier here, Mm. a little shorter, Mm. he said. Uh, which was surprising to hear, but look, everyone's described him as as being more of a, feels more of a three-year player than a rookie. Yeah. And, man, I'm starting to buy into these reports that are saying that it don't matter who's on the field with him. He's the best receiver in the, on the field. Oh, man. Go ahead, Jimbo. Go ahead, Jimbo. Oh, you're making me feel Let's so... Let's do it. I'm, I'm... When I said pregame, <laughs> do it now. Look, all I got to say is, Q, where you at, dude? Yeah. Where you at, Kondry? Is all I got to say, my man. I mean, look, the reports are coming out. And, and shout out to Kondry because he's also seems to be right so far about Charlie Kohler. Uh, I don't know about Mark. Go back down crazy. now. But ultimately, Foot on the gas. You, you left me off the stage at our live event, and things are looking really good right now. So make sure you keep them receipts is all I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I know saying. Jimmy will. 
That's right. Absolutely. It's all about the uh, you look. Look, from day one, I've been a day one ride or die with Zay Flowers. I'm trying to steal your favorite player. That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. No, I'm I'm with you though, man. I'm so I appreciate the reminder, DK. It's very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately what I was gonna say though is is yeah, it's it's cool. I hope that it doesn't turn into some sort of pressure for him though. I don't think it will. Um and even if it is a little pressure, like how do you, once you get the ball in your hands, you're just going to do what you do anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to a few things. He's got to keep working hard. Got to keep his head down. Got to stay healthy. And Munkin's got to put him in the right, right situations. Uh, but I, I really think it's cool that, uh, what did he call himself? I know they, they, the, the joystick was the nickname, but he said something else um, that referenced the fact that he can play inside and outside. And oh, he, yeah. he, he yeah. keeps bringing that up. And I think it's really important because a lot of people, and I know I made this mistake, shout out to Craig. Uh, if you guys remember hands picked, he rightly corrected me. And then I think it was something like 60 or 70% of maybe 75%. 75 right. We're on the outside. Yep. And this, this is an outside kid. Like, you know, even though he's a smaller frame, he knows how to go up and get it. He knows how to high point a ball, knows how to use his body trajectory and things like that. Track a ball. So it's exciting, man. I think he's just going to be, he's going to take off. And I think Lamar, likes playing with players of this skill set um, well, from south florida yeah well yeah but it's about the <laughs> it's about the it's about the quick quick release get him the ball and yeah. in backyard looking right type stuff yeah. because he knows what's gonna happen he already knows look if lamar breaks and rolls left rolls right if if zay breaks off his route there's nobody on this earth that's gonna keep up with him mm. he's just gonna get open like so I think that's that's going to be exciting, and, and I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm hyped about Zay. I don't even know what else to say other than the fact that I'm stoked. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah I, I I think uh, this this could, like you said, uh, uh, who was it that mentioned? He could be our best drafted receiver, um, and it probably wouldn't – they probably wouldn't take all that much to get there, um, probably like three or four good seasons to, yeah. to accomplish that goal. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's in for a big, big season, now, no doubt about it. Now, is being disrespected – Everyone no. seems to be forgetting about Bateman. Well, how can you remember the guy when you never see him? Yeah. I mean, look, I we were hype about him. We talked about when he's on the field, he's – I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm not calling him – I'm not calling him Rashad, Rashad Perryman because Rashad Perryman never showed the glimpses and the flashes that we've seen from Bateman. Bateman has shown, in my opinion, you know, that he could be a number one. But he's just, I mean, and I feel bad for him because it's not like I'm like, I dislike. I mean, I feel, I know he's like wants to be out there. It's not like he's loafing. Right. He's never, he hasn't been healthy for any bit of stretch. He can't even, he can't even train for training camp without getting, uh, having a setback, much less get through a whole training camp or Mm. or a tough NFL schedule. Mm. I I just, man, I, I just hope that it's not one of these things where he, we're not going to see the true Bateman until he moves on. Oh uh, yeah, man. That's that. That's even a bummer to think about because yeah. I do really think he, where other players in the past, I've questioned like their want to, their passion, like how much they want to get out there and things like that. And maybe that's wrong for me to do. Like I've never been a professional athlete um, myself, but I feel like that comes a lot into play. But I feel like it's all there for Bateman. Like he's real. I think he's really tried hard. He's really got the passion. He really wants to be out there. He, he loves football. I think all those things are more apparent than they have been in the past with some other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so that makes it even more of a bummer, right? So I, I hope it works out for him. But I wonder if if this doesn't work out, they will 
based on bad juju, they'll stay away from Brashad, Rashad, uh, any sort of shod. Uh, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they just, like, stay away from all of it because they're like, nah, man, we're good. We'll pass on this one. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. That would be oh, something. Like, man. what's his first name again? Like, cross Pass. him off the big board. I don't yeah, care what he's done. S-H-O-D or S-H-A-D in the last four of their name? Cross him off. Yep. Cross him off. I don't know who he is. Uh, yeah, man, but overall, I'm just excited about the offense. One thing I want to bring up that I think is hilarious that Glenn brought up, I think, last show or maybe you have a couple times, is that it seems like whether it's Lamar, whether it's OBJ, whether – well, not necessarily OBJ, but whether it's Lamar or any other offensive player that's been here for a while, Mark, um, they really can't – help themselves when expressing their joy and discontentedness towards the previous offense. Every time they open their mouth, it just like falls out. Like they can't help it. They can't help themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you heard Lamar today. Yeah. He can't help it. Yeah. They try, they try, but they just can't. (laughs) I I tell you what though, it does make me nervous. Like you gotta, you gotta catch some checks now. Now that's true. That's true. You can't be running your ma- – because then you know what's going to be happening. We're going to we're gonna uh, get a meme of Greg Roman with his feet up on a desk and a big cigar hanging out of his mouth. That's, That's right. what we're going to get. Like, yeah, I, oh, I thought it was – I thought I was the problem. This is going to be the meme right there across. So, yeah, they got to back things up. But, I mean, everything we're seeing – it kind of reminds me, like, I think they're going to be so confident. It reminds me of uh, – have you seen the, the documentary, if you haven't, by the way, Free Solo? Um, mm-hmm. It's on Disney. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. Is this it, The Climber? Right? Yes. Uh, see that that gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. I, well, look, no one's more afraid of heights, and I yeah. got through it, and I've watched it. Dude, I probably watched it fifty times. It's so amazing, but there's a part in it where he tries. That's the guy go- that's dead now, right? That recently died. No, he's not dead. Okay, um, but he he talks about having to be so to, to get so good at something that the pressure doesn't matter, the eyes on you doesn't matter because you're so confident in how good you are at it. You go watch this, and you just do it. And mm-hmm. I think that's how that's how these guys are going to be. I think no matter the pressure, they're going to be so confident in the guys around. They see, at least that's the way they seem. Like they seem so confident in not only themselves but their teammates and the coaches that I, I don't think the pressure is going to matter because they're just they're just going to watch watch us ball. Right. Well, I hope so, man. I absolutely hope you're right. Jeez, um, whiz. I'm I'm looking forward. To, I can't. I just can't wait to get a fresh offense out there and. And see what what we can do with it. Just like, dude, I tell you, you got me the most excited. We talked to us already, but but uh, who was that? James, geez, who is? He's on speak. Um, he's talking about last week. Um, he's talking with Todd Monk, and he was like, they're gonna spread it out four wide. Throw that oh thing yeah, around. who was that? Oh, uh, James Jones. James Jones. I knew it was a JJ. I couldn't remember his last name. Yeah, James Jones. That got me so hyped. I mean, just so excited to think about. Imagine Lamar with a box that's light. Oh, I know. That's that what I'm a, saying. That's a problem. Like, that is such a headache. Jalen Ramsey's always talked about this. He's always been open about, like, Lamar Jackson is the hardest guy to defend. He just is, like, mm-hmm. because of the issues he presents. He's so multidimensional that, like, yeah, it becomes an issue real fast. And I think that Monkin is going to do a really good job at at displaying bo- all of Lamar's game when really we've only seen maybe 50%, 60% of it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a fun offense uh, to to watch play if they can do the spacing. Because imagine being a linebacker and having to go, having to play against uh, oh, I got to drop in coverage because you know they're gonna run guys behind me mm-hmm. the whole time. I gotta have my head on a swivel and go where the hell is Lamar Jackson? And then even if I know he's coming, and I even come up 
you know, perfectly shoulders squared, you know, ready to go. He'll still put me on a poster. So it's like, it's got to be so, it reminds me of uh, the, the Wired uh, when it was, this was back when Roman was at, when, when Roman was with Kaepernick and the Niners and somebody was running their mouth to Clay Matthews on, uh, on the Niners after a big long gain by, by Kaepernick. And he's like, why are you talking? It ain't you. It's their quarterback. It ain't none of y'all. It's that guy driving us crazy. Why are you talking? <laughs> and that's how I think people feel about Lamar. Like, it's like, no matter if you do everything right, he can right. still beat you. And so, yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's see what happens in a, in a more wide open offense mm. than the compact, you know, offense. He's already been in lanes, you know, in, in before. But let me ask you this. We, we're yep. talking a lot of offense. Yeah. Apparently... Defense won the day today. Marcus Williams uh, played played his ass off. Apparently, Kyle Kyle Hamilton had an interception. Um, those guys were everywhere. I heard that Ardarius Washington had another. I mean, it's like every two to three practices we hear about Ardarius Washington having a big game. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Geno Stone had a pick yesterday. So definitely some you know some impressive play on the back end. Do you with Marcus Peters off the market? Rocky Sin, his replacement. Do you think that this secondary can be better than it was last season, even though they lost a guy like Chuck Clark, who was played every snap on defense? He wore the green dot and then right. he for, for most of the second half. Yeah, specifically just the secondary. I so oh, this is a tough question to answer. You're putting me on the spot here. I'm gonna optimistically say yes. I'm gonna say that if Kyle Hamilton can well, Marcus Williams is going to be healthy for the – well, we're, we'll say. You know, we'll hope that he's healthy for the entire season. That would be right. a huge bump, right? Yeah. And then Kyle Hamilton continues to develop as a player, even though, you know, Chuck was – there's things they do differently, right, and things that they offer that are different. And so Kyle, I think, is a higher – obviously has a higher ceiling. And so if he can step into that, into that role that we're expecting him to, then that's huge. But if you look on the outside, losing Marcus Peters is tough. I'm, I've said it before, Glenn. It's funny. I was thinking about this the other day while I was running. I have maybe to other people a scary amount of confidence in the jump Brandon Stevens is going to make. Maybe this is real, real shaky limb, but like that I just feel good shaky. about the kid, man. And so I've always said the same thing, but he just hangs in there. And I think he's going to continue to improve, to improve his technique, to improve his timing, to know when to be physical, to when not to. Um, yeah, I think that uh, there is a chance and a solid likelihood that they can be better. Uh, Rocky Sin is a guy I haven't even mentioned, but, you know, yeah. I, he's still young. He's big. He's physical. He's got gifts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then obviously, like you said, with our Darius Washington, that could be exciting as well. But ultimately what I was trying to say, though, is that I think that the X factor here as far as what we expect and what could be the outcome, I think Brandon Stevens has a has a range there that's that's large, and I think he can – he can really, you know, make some waves for the improvement of the secondary this year. You might, I'm, I might be crazy. I well, just as much feel as good I want to say you're crazy, you've, you've, you've kind of done this before and not ended up looking so crazy. So as much as I want to say, man, maybe you're onto something here with this guy. And look, the Ravens obviously believe in him, so yeah. it's not you're not on an island. But I personally, when I just focus on like the safeties, I think, and this is this is not me being at least oh, I don't boy. think a crazy homer. I think this is. Got every opportunity to be, to be the best safety tandem in the whole league. I mean, that's how oh, good I yeah. think these two guys are. Like, it's all going to come down to Kyle, right? 
Yeah, because we, I think we all have a pretty good feel of what we're going to get from Marcus. Like mm-hmm. Marcus is going to be one of the better free safeties in the league. He's going to get his hands on the ball. Uh, he, he's just a heck of a player. We don't know the ceiling, like how good Kyle Hamilton can actually be. Uh, but man, I, I think he's going to absolutely shine. He's going to become a household name, not just in Baltimore. I think he's going to become a household name across the country this year. So watch out for him. And to all those in the chat, by the way, they're still trying to get rid of PQ. Look, I'll say it now. Like I said it then, Patrick Queen is a better football player than Chase Young has been. Just bottom, yeah. he's been more productive. He's been far more reliable. He's just been better. Now, if you want to tell me that the prospects, yeah, but how many prospects have we seen not live up to it? Yeah. Patrick Queen is something you can count on will happen. He will be there for every game. He will make an impact. And he played his best ball the last time we've seen him. So, no, I don't want to get rid of Pat Queen. If I know that this defense, they might not have the best edge group. They might not have the deepest cornerback room. But they might have the best duo of linebackers and the best duo of safeties. And not many teams can say they have the best group anywhere, much less in two spots. And certainly in the middle of the field. You know, let me ask you this, though. If you knew without a shadow of a doubt that PQ was gone, right? You're not recent. This is last year. This is all you got, right? Mm -hmm. And you also knew that you would be able to re-sign a guy like Chase Young or, you know, extend him in this scenario. Would that change your thoughts at all? Um, no, it wouldn't because I I think this is a year where the Ravens are all in. And so I don't want them to take their foot off because I would look at that as you're, you're trading a better football player for a worse player. Mm. Now it might be a position more of need, right? but there's no guarantee he's going to even help you because he's had so many injury issues. Whereas you know what you're getting from PQ. He's going to get you a half dozen sacks. He's going to get his hands on probably two to three interceptions and he's going to be second on this team in tackles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, behind Roquan, who might be first in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, t- I'll keep Pat, uh, Pat Queen, and I'll hope that, you know, that he balls out good enough to where we get a third-round comp because he gets such a monster contract for whoever yeah. signed. And he will if he, if he plays all 17 games and plays to his ability. So, DK, is this something that's come, ac- come across Twitterverse? No, just this. This is straight from DK land. Nice. So, okay. What would be? Oh, you're talking about like, for Chase Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. Dude, man, sign a, that, I, sign, I, seal that, and deliver. Yeah. I'll, oh man, do I? No, I'm just kidding. I'm. Just, I still don't know. I don't know. That one's tougher though. But I don't know because I think what if Rashad comes back? You know, right. week six, fully ready to go. You know, I man, that's. I tell you what, that's a good question though, because I'd have to sit down and really think about that one. Yeah. Because you have. Chase Young's so motivated this year that maybe he can, maybe you will get more games out of him. But Rashad Bateman's not doing himself any help in this argument by no once again again not practice. Right, Don C said it hurt for hurt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. So- good. Good. Wait. Well said. Hurt for yeah. hurt. Yes. For sure. Cannabis. Cannabis time says this channel is awesome. Glad I found you guys. Shout out. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate. No, it. I'm sure. glad we, we're glad you found us too. Absolutely. That's right. Um, um, glad to but, glad to share in your cannabis time. You listen to us have some cannabis time. It's good. There you go. So I have some Ain't cookies. That. You know, Lucky Charms. That. That's right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'm, Whatever I'm tickles your it. fancy. Yeah, I'm all for it. Absolutely. But yeah, it, I mean, I think 
the offense is getting all the attention, but yeah, this, yeah. this has got every opportunity to be a top five. That defense. reminds me, isn't this, wasn't the defense DK, didn't you send a screenshot of this in our group chat? Uh, wasn't the defense not ranked in the top 10? Oh yeah, it wasn't as far as, uh, yeah. Units around the league wasn't ranked in the top 10, which speaking of that, speaking of rankings, we talked oh, about, all right, well, let's get to that. Let's I get mean, to that. I, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the NFL top 100 list, but I will say that, you know, some people say that means nothing. I've heard from Marlon Humphrey when asked about it, he, he appreciates being recognized by, by uh, his peers. So to say these lists mean absolutely nothing. I think, I think is a little much. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean a ton, but I think these guys like to see it. If you've been watching this list, you know that Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. was listed number 72 on the NFL's top 100. Mm -hmm. And I have a huge problem with that because there's not 71 better players in the league. There's not, there's not, there's not 25, 30. I mean, this is ridiculous. But the really, what really drove it home for me is it listed at number 66, six spots ahead of Lamar Jackson was Jared Goff. They got Jared Goff at 66 and Lamar Jackson at 72. So what that means is that a one-for-one trade, whoever ends up with Jared Goff would be the winners in this scenario. According to this list, uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson, the Ravens should trade Lamar Jackson for Jared Goff. I mean, and they would be getting the better player. I mean, that is just the most ridiculous Asinine. I mean, it's bad enough that they have 71 players ahead of them, but the fact that Jared Goff is one of them is laughable. Laughable. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, seven. I know he was hurt, but golly day, 72? I mean. 72. He was 36 last year, so he literally doubled in his uh, placing. Gross. This is is about as bad as it gets. It's crazy how Lamar Jackson is a nice dude. He's not a jerk. Like, he is relatively humble. He's not out in the media. He's not all over the place. He's not, he's not like Baker where he's, you know, trying to write checks and do all these things and be on first take and all that stuff. None of that. And he still always finds a way to get disrespected all the time. I don't understand it. Like, why? Why such disrespect, man? I hope they're I, hanging it on the bulletin board, Jimbo. Yeah, I hope so too. This is crazy. I hope this Number is in his 72. locker. DK. You know what I mean, hashtag seventy-two. We're gonna do that all year. Hashtag yeah. seventy-two. Every time he does something ridiculous, which you know he's going to. Um, yeah, seventy, seventy-two. <laughs> there probably aren't. There probably aren't seventy-two humans on Earth that are more athletic than Lamar Jackson. Like, well, certainly golf isn't one of them. I mean, I could beat Jared Goff in a foot race today. I'll challenge right. him. You think so? Dude, I would I would race him, and that's bad. If I would if I'm willing to race you, that means you're slow. Like <laughs> that just means you're slow, dude. Because I won't race you if I don't think I don't want to be embarrassed. But if I think I can win, I'll race you. And so I would race Jared Goff today. If if like, Jared Goff and I were in a race, would you put money on me? Oh my God! Come on, Jimbo. <laughs> I don't care how long the race is. The race could be from from this room to my kitchen. I'm putting money on you, or it could be from here to Bel Air, and I'm putting money on you. I don't care where it is. 
Hell no. I mean, come on, Jimbo. You would That's destroy him. If I think I could beat him, it would be a dis- it would be a destruction. Oh man. I would love to see you and Jared Goff race. I would beat Jared Goff. 100 percent dude. Hmm. Get me down, dude. I need a couple pointers from you though, Jimbo. You'd have to you'd have to train me up for the race, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, your only thing would just be getting staying low. You get vertical too soon, as I think tall people like you, like long striders, you get vertical too soon. You but something nice tells me, something tells me that Jared Goff runs as vertical as this pen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, mean, this guy. Whatever, whatever. Like a bookshelf going. Yeah, down whatever the field. ailments that you would have running, he has the exact same. Like, right, right. So, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm racing Zay Flowers out here. Oh, you know. And right. by the way, I got long strides. Okay, once oh, I get yeah. moving, I can. I got a, a, a somewhat decent. Top speed. It's just to get there it takes a couple. Right. It's like a steam engine. You oh know? yeah. Once you get going, you're going. Now, 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 moving left or right or stopping, that's a whole different ball game. But you get going on a straight line. Right. You're going. See man. me. That's See right. me. You that's know right. what I'm saying? Shane, I'll race you, Shane. I'll race you. Oh, all right. Oh, I. You know. I hate to say it. Oh, I don't know. Man. I'm winning that race. Come on, Jimbo. I, I, I think so too. You remember? You forgetting the young Glenn, man? No, I I think so too. I think so too. But I don't know how is 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 Shane active? Oh, he's in the gym. I know that. But I don't know how much running he's doing. Yeah, that's fair. I know he can throw the weights around. You know, yeah, I don't. Know, I just I don't know how much. I know he ain't going into the next 50k like you, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, this but guy I calls me. Well. This guy calls me mile what 23 on your 50k. Something like that, a, yeah. And had like a 10-minute conversation while racing, running. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. I can barely walk and talk because I'm out of breath. I ju- I just caught that dude. Made him walk, dude. Broke his soul, man. That was so awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that was great, dude. I hunted him down like a antelope for 18 miles. He tried to cut out two miles in, he zooms past me, stone faced. I'm like, get out of here, dude. Yeah. Like Chris Paul and those power walking commercials. That's right, dude. I'm like, all right. It's, I said to myself, it's a long race. I laughed out loud like an insane person. <laughs> like, I know the guy behind me was like, okay, this dude is off. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good yeah, time. yeah. This guy's a nut. Exactly. That's exactly what they're saying. Now, now I, yeah, I think Shane is saying that I would also lose. Now he's done. Oh, he's saying, no way, Jimmy. Okay. I think there's a comma there, right? I don't know. I think he's saying he would beat you, dude. I can send him the video 19 miles an hour with my phone in my hand. You know? I love how saying. my son motivated you to run faster. Oh, my gosh. That was – yeah, anyway, this is crazy. Yes, uh, but I, I, hey, let me get into a couple other highlights. Yeah, let's do it. Practice. Let's, I'm um, getting uncomfortable here. Like I mentioned, the defense kind of won the day, specifically in red zone. Apparently, the Ravens' offense was one of nine. The combined quarterbacks went one of nine on attempts. The only – completion was a Lamar Jackson touchdown pass in in the red zone so oof, I mean I, I the only thing that makes me worry when I see this kind of stuff is it's like will we see some slow like will we see some growing pains early on in the season that 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 I mean this is very early it's day two so I'm not right. going crazy but I'm just saying it's a new offense mm-hmm. you know Lamar's been in the same offense for the first five years now he's sure he's he's in a new one so let's see um Laquan Treadwell Lost two plays on the red zone against Ardarius Washington. I tell you, man, keep an eye on Treadwell that. Treadwell can't make the team. If Treadwell can't 
Win a first round red pick. zone battle against our Darius Washington. Mighty he's off Mouse the team. Himself. Yeah, because because uh, Treadwell is known for his size, his physicality, right. his ability to use his body, and then our Darius is uh, a smidge bigger than me. That's a problem. Right. That's that's not. Yeah. That shouldn't. I mean, come on, man. Laquan, all this hype. You can't beat our Darius. Right. Like, uh, that, that's this is what you do. I mean, yeah. and shout out to Ardarius. I mean, we love the guy. And I, yeah, I and look, Jay consistently making plays. You said it earlier. I mean, it's it's awesome to see it. And those things are going to give him a chance to make this team. The only thing I don't know, Glenn, is I know you've talked about it, but have you heard from other places that they're considering working him in the slot more? Who's that? Oh, Ardarius? Ardarius, yeah. Only thing I mean, you thought would make like this. Yeah, I I just don't know where else he would play because you're not going to take Marcus Williams out of his role. You're not going to take. You're not going to put him in Kyle Hamilton's role. So I think that's the only way he gets on the field. That and special teams. You're right. No, 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 for sure. I mean, I was just curious. Um, But yeah, our Darius always finds his way around the ball. But yeah, I think that was nail in the coffin for Treadwell. No doubt, no doubt. And then Tyler Treadwell. Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson, both bad in the red zone. Both, both not good, Jim. Dude, Will you know, we see I saw Petty Bridgewater? You know they he need they need to call in for QB three, bro. Who? Call him up, dude. Audubon, New Jersey, bring him down. Who's that? Old number Joe? five. Is Joe? Is Joe not on a roster right now? I don't think he's on the Jets anymore. No, he's not on any roster. Dang, that surprises well, bring, bring, me. Bring him on down. I'd welcome him back, dude. In passing yards. If the he, if the Jets would have played him all year as a starter, they would have made the playoffs. I firmly believe that. It's a good chance. But I think we all know if he came here. I mean, he'd be would, firmly a backup. Firmly. But Just, would you rather have Joe as your number two or Tyler? Joe. Well, then there you go. Why not call him? Like Super Bowl MVP, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think they wouldn't do it, though, maybe because, like, you know, he like cast. Because then, as soon as Lamar has a bad throw, right. the knuckleheads in the stadium are right. going, "Bring in Flacco!" Right, right, yeah. It, it, you know, you know that you know you get a couple of cervezas in you, you get a little crazy. But yeah. uh, also, Tyler Huntley did have a nice forty-five yard touchdown pass to Charlie Kohler, and apparently Isaiah likely made a few plays throughout the day. So. You know, I love anytime I see these guys making plays because we know what Mark is going to bring. And if we, man, if they can become that multiple and that you don't know mm-hmm. which tight end is going to be the star on that play, right? Woo, it's going to be a ask, long. Are we talking enough about the potential of this tight end room? I mean, they can really do some damage this year. You talked about it with like the versatility. Each guy brings a bit of something different, has their own mm-hmm. flavor. And you talked about having the best safety duo, having the best uh middle linebacker duo i think it's fair to say we could potentially end of season have the deepest best wide receiver or uh tight end room because from top to bottom like if kohler really takes a step forward if likely takes a step forward these guys are other guys that if an all pro wasn't in front of them would probably be tight end one on a lot of teams right so you know, that's what we're there or we're expecting from them, the type of step forward. And if that's the case, that is a deep, deep tight end room, which is really exciting to think about. Yeah, especially when we know that Todd Munkin knows how to use tight ends. I mean, right. this isn't a guy who, who you know, even though they're some of the best players, doesn't know how to get them on the field. Uh, th- this is a guy who, who certainly in his past has shown that he can use tight ends uh, as, as the focal point in his offense, not just, you know, a, a 
a side dish. They can be the main course. So, um, yeah, let's see what these guys got. And, uh, no, no surprise here. Justin Tucker ended practice with an absolute bomb of a field goal. I don't even know if that's noteworthy because that's just what he does. Yeah. It's like saying that oxygen was breathed in during practice, um, right. of course. But this is a little interesting. James Prochet. Oh, don't even. Don't even, a, Glenn. He made a don't. nice play in traffic. Yeah, Jimbo. Don't you dare. I read that too. And I was like, there's no way I'm saying this. I'm not doing uh, it. Golly that, day. Man, he's balling, bro. Of course up? he is. <laughs> it's practice. Yeah, of course he is, man. She's a whiz. Freaking. Yeah, no. It means nothing to me. Does that mean anything to you? No, absolutely nothing. Absolutely. It's a bigger no. concern than I haven't heard anything about Tylen Wallace. Well, concern for Tylen Wallace. That's what I mean, right? Like yeah. that's. I'm not going to lose any sleep if either one of these guys aren't on the team anymore. Not to say they're not good people and I wish them success, but I just don't know how either one of them. I, I mean, maybe one slide, but definitely not two of them. And if yeah. they'll find their way on the practice squad, I'm sure. You know, I you guess. gotta have a lot of receivers. And then finally, this is kind of interesting. Keaton Mitchell had a couple of nice receptions and some good runs today. Uh, which look, there's no doubt that Mitchell is capitalized or should be thinking, I gotta capitalize on the absence of JK, you yeah. healthy. Um, but if he can uh because here's the thing, the tough hill, it's not just that it's a deep room, it's also that our best special teamer happens to also be the third running back. Right. So, He's got such an uphill battle to make yeah. any impact on the team, but do you see it having any chance? Well, look, I mean, I, I don't know about the active roster. I see very little chance, especially with Melvin Gordon being here now too. Um, but if the kid can make the practice squad, you know as well as I do, that's how Gus got his start, right? Like there were some injuries, and then all of a sudden Lamar hits the scene, Gus hits the scene, and now Gus Edwards is a household name, right? So you make the practice squad, you, you show out in preseason, you hang in there, you keep, you know, you stay healthy and you stay ready. Right. Mm -hmm. Stay they ready. Say, and have to get ready, baby. They say James Connor single-handedly destroyed the running back market when Le'Veon Bell wind his way out of Pittsburgh yeah. and did all that. And they ended up having to go with James Connor. He right. had that monster season. They're right. saying you can mark. That was the, the moment that the running back market absolutely plummeted. Cause they said, man, you can replace Le'Veon Bell and all that he did with some guy, a guy, like just a guy. Right. It wasn't even like a top pick. Damn, and then it seems like so. Yeah, yeah. man, it's, it's all about guy. the guys you got in front of you because that back then, if you remember that that Steelers offensive line had a run for a while. Oh, dude, he was and he was everything. Like, right. remember he 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 was a slot receiver who couldn't right, be right, guarded. Right. He was the, the patience he shown to let the blocks ahead of him just form. Yeah. I mean, he was he was right. amazing. And then James Conner came in and had a monster season right after. Right, because if you got the big guys in front of you winning all their matchups, well, then that makes your life a heck of a lot easier. Right. Ultimately, mm -hmm. that's just that's just how it goes. So, I mean, we've known this forever, but like Saquon Barkley, he's got a bad offensive line. He's not going to be Saquon Barkley, period. Not in the NFL, maybe right. in college. Yeah, but not in the NFL, you know. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it that that was death to the to the running back market, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to uh, as much as JK and I'm sure the teammates are missing JK. I bet Keaton Mitchell ain't mad at all. No, low key. I mean, he's he's probably learning it all. Uh, talking to him and then taking it out to the field and, and glad to get the reps. Um, yeah, yeah, this is – it's like Don C. said, man. I don't – this is going to be a tough – I mean, it's always tough to get down to 53, but 
whoo, this year is going to be really tough. Yeah, and it is nice, of course. We've talked about this before. It's been a few years now. They have the larger roster for – it's a bit expanded now, and it has been for a few years now. I think, what, since the COVID season, they have more guys on the practice squad. And that became a permanent thing, right? I'm not going crazy. Yeah, yeah the practice okay, squad. Yep. Yeah, it's a bit larger than it, than it has been in the more distant past at this point. So that's nice, but you also got to strategize who can you get to the squad, practice squad, who's going to get picked up, things like that. So it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. Eric – Gets as creative as all the guys out there with making proper roster moves. We always see like a vet get a, get cut and then re-signed or like mm-hmm. there's always a weird. Oh, it's going to be a weird. There's going to be some weird moves. Yeah, for sure. And, and there always are. Um, but yeah, buckle up. Join us on Saturday. We'll bring the the bucket, the Home Depot bucket with the paint roller. With, sunscreen uh, it up. Sunscreen. Just walk. SPF 9000. Just, just close your eyes, hold your nose, and we'll just... <laughs> Next, next. Walk I'll right. be in that line about three times three, throughout Glenn's that just afternoon. Doing laps in the I'm line. just out. Uh, yeah, right when I get in, I get right back in the end of the line. It's just <laughs> you're <laughs> already burnt somehow. It's bad, man. It's bad. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, yeah. A quick question before we go. Yep. Do you think Gus Edwards could end up being this team's number one back and by far and away the most productive? You know who you're asking. Of course, yes. Yes. I think he could, dude. Yes, I, I I think so. I mean, I think that's that's fair. I don't know what the resolution is with J.K. other than me getting back on the field. I don't know what it is because I, they're not going to try. I don't – no team's going to give you anything of worth for J.K. Like, at this point, it makes no sense to. No. So, um, he's got to get out there. But, yeah, I mean, with Gus getting the runway, getting used to the offense, getting acclimated, getting some, some time with Todd and – and things like that. Yeah, I could totally see it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I'm I, I can't wait to see because Gus is another guy. He's taken taking advantage of every opportunity he's never of an far. opportunity. So if you're telling me his opportunity is gonna grow, I expect him to take advantage of that. And he's in a contract year, just like JK. Yep, 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 yep. So yeah, look out for him. But that's it for us tonight, guys. Uh, like Jimmy said, hope to see you at the Saturday practice. Make sure you hydrate, make sure you sunscreen. Uh, and yeah, man, excited to see it. I want to see how purple Odell's hair is. Cause he said it didn't take as good this time. So next time we see him, his hair will be more purple. So I expect to see him at that stadium. Just, I, I want to spot him from the top it's deck. Like a highlighter with the cap field. off. Exactly. I want to be able to see him. I want to see some purple hair out there. Yes, Odell. Sir. Are you going to match? Uh, no, I can't do that. Dude. I got a job. Yeah. You know I mean? I, if I strap a wig on, I'll do it. But I can't die the locks. You know what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. That's all. It's all we got tonight, folks. Glad for, uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us and we'll talk to you soon. See you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.